Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet, and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie Sledberg, and excited to have you with us this afternoon, along with our special guest, Kimberly Hooper of TheVineSolution.com. Today we're going to be talking about equipping, empowering, and engaging women in personal leadership effectiveness. And during the next hour, Kimberly is going to help us discover the PLE of successful leadership, the important role of your personal leadership DNA, 10 character competencies that will become your PLE operating system, the ABCs of successful living, how to develop a winning attitude, the value and process for clarifying and living out your core beliefs, how to make and keep commitments to yourself and to others, and the power and process of developing common vision. Kimberly Hooper has 25 years experience in business management, strategic planning, and process improvement. She holds degrees in and certifications in business management, education, biblical studies, and is a trainer, coach, and advisor with Future Achievement International. Welcome to you, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Marnie. It's such a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. I look forward well, to our time together. It's great to have you, and you're one of those women who, when uh, you know, when I look at all the things that you've done in your past, and I didn't mention very many of them here today, but um, you're just—it's just like wow. Really? Wow, that's so cool. And I know that you just have so much experience and wisdom to share with us today. And we have a tall order to try to get through this content. So I want us to just dive right in. And how do you start by defining PLE? Sure, I would be happy to. So personal leadership effectiveness is the skill of leading and governing yourself to your full potential and your desired level of success. And we call this having a PLE factor. Okay, so say it again. <laughs> it is like personal, personal leadership effectiveness is the skill of leading and governing yourself to reach your full potential and your desired level of success, and we call this having a PLE, or personal leadership effectiveness, factor. Hmm. So, so we're going to talk in a few minutes about 10 character competencies about, of that, but is a PLE something that you sit down and make, make up yourself, or it, what is the process to discover what this is? So um, what we have is um, you basically look at your character and your behavior, which all of us have, you know, our own character and behavior, and I could just call that the DNA of, of, of that. And we build a framework um, with our attitudes, our beliefs, and our commitments. And it's important to understand that our personal leadership effectiveness is rooted in our own character and behavior DNA. And we express this through our, the different attitudes that we have, the beliefs that we have, as well as the commitments and the things that we commit our lives to. And what I've noticed, Marnie, is over the course of my professional career, you have met many people that want to maximize their personal and professional lives, and yet many constantly struggle year after year with the inner turmoil of wanting to make better choices or changing the results in their life, but they um, don't have the solution to make things better. And sometimes the results can be low self-esteem, frustration, or discouragement, and feelings like, is my life ever going to get better? And so there's so much out there, um, information, books, on how to succeed and how to live a life of happiness and fulfillment, yet how many actually achieve this, this noble goal? You know, and I, I personally believe that a sustainable and personal professional growth only happens when a person is authentically transformed from the inside out. So to really make up this character and behavior DNA, that's what it, the components 
to put it together, we're going to review um, a few principles that will help a person to grow, actually, their personal leadership effectiveness. So that's how, mm-hmm. that's how it happens. Yeah, so, so I think that we've touched on the DNA there. Was there anything more you wanted to mention about that before we get into the 10 characteristics? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, to transform from the inside out, I think it would be good for people to just begin. We'll be, we'll be asking a lot of questions. And the purpose of the questions is to really think about where am I in this particular part? Have I defined this for my life? Is this uh, when we go over the different components of it, there will be different components that will actually speak to some of these particular areas. So I wanted to just mention them at the beginning so that people can have a framework of thinking so to transform from the inside out, we need to become aware of, first of all, who, who we are. You know, what are unique passions, experience, and gifts, and the strengths that we personally have. The mindset and some of the things that we stand for, our core values, how others experience us. Because it's not just us experiencing life. Other people experience us, and, you know, maybe we have good intentions, but they may not be able to really read those good intentions. So how to really live from uh, the context of wanting people to experience what's really coming from us. You know, understanding our own strengths and weaknesses and our soft spots and, um, and then also being aware of how are we spending our time, you know, to actually implement some of the things that we care about. Okay, and that, that's the DNA? No, those are just things, um, yeah, our character and behavior DNA, it's, you know, so when we look at our character and behavior is what makes up, you know, or, or frames, if you will, our attitudes, beliefs, and commitments. And then to grow in that, um, these were some of the points that we just need to have an awareness sure. of. We go through the, comp- um, the 10 character competencies. Those would be some of the things that we would address. Okay, so the DNA, the DNA is really composed of the competencies as well as what the character competencies as well as what we're actually behaving, how we're behaving. Sure, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the questions we're, we're needed to keep asking is who we are, how do others perceive us, what's our mindsets, how, uh, what are our strengths and weaknesses, and how we're spending our time, which is which are all really great, uh, great questions to start with. We're going to take a quick little break and come right back and dive into these 10 character competencies that become your PLE, your personal leadership effectiveness. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Slebert. You're joining us for Equipping, Empowering, and Engaging Women to Grow in Personal Leadership Effectiveness with our guest today, Kimberly Hooper of TheVineSolution.com. Okay, Kimberly, we are ready to dive in. Share with us the first character competency of our PLE operating system. So um, before we do that, I just wanted to say the 10 character competencies that make up this operation system is the acrostic is the maximizers. And so what we'll, I'll be doing is I'll take the, the acrostic maximizers and each principle, you know, we'll begin with that. And then it's kind of um, grouped into three aspects, and that is our attitudes, our beliefs, and our commitments. So the ABCs um, are basically, you know, the ABCs for living well, our attitudes, beliefs, and commitments. It's an easy way for us to remember. And our attitudes um, are basically, you know, how to achieve in our life. We learn to take responsibility for our future. You know, so we're emotionally stable. We learn to respond instead of reacting to situations. 
Um, and we work from our strengths while working on our weaknesses with a focus on the positive. And we do this by developing new habits that lead to healthy thinking and responses. And so our first principle is uh, make things happen. And kind of the tagline for that is, I am a difference maker. You know, how to change habits and develop our personal disciplines. Um, we want to be proactive. We want to create core habits and personal discipline, you know, in order to have a winning attitude. And so we know that some people react to circumstances or have an, a victim mentality and others lead with good intentions, you know, sometimes that, that never happen because they never really get it into their calendar or they never make a plan to, um, to make that happen. So when we develop um, the principle of making things happen, we learn how to anticipate perhaps things that lie ahead uh, we put things in place to be more proactive in our decision-making. We learn how to um, develop and create better outcomes, and we learn to take charge of our own personal growth. And, and the way that we can do this is um, to develop, you know, different habits, habits that we actually add to our life, or perhaps it's a habit that you want to break. And so I have an easy um, acrostic that helps us to add, our, um, you know, this into our life. So let's take a look at the, the acronym HABIT. Um, first of all, H, you know, what changes do you need to develop to support the goals that you want to make? You know, we want to make sure that it's measurable and it's attainable, you know, so that we're not creating a plan that we can't, we can't reach. A is attach pain and pleasure, positive and negative effects for forming this new habit. And, you know, to consider if, if it's something that's worth, worth doing, uh, what are the implications if I don't do it? And then what are the implications if I do do it? Because often that can be our motivator. You know, if we can see the benefit for creating this new habit, it can be an impetus to keep us going on it. And then if we also see the negative impact that it can have, um, you know, we, we can also have that same impetus to keep working on this new habit. And then B is build accountability. Who would you like to include to build accountability with? And then also determine, you know, how you would want them to help you. I'm working with a friend of mine right now who she created a new habit. She gave me a call. She said, would you be my accountability partner? And so, you know, I'm able to just talk with her about the things that she's finding and things that are being exposed to herself, and we're having really good dialogue about that. So having a good accountability partner is helpful to just um, – you know, brainstorm with them, you know, what you're learning and also to see if they have any insight for things that you might have a blind spot in. And then I is internalized truth. What truths could I memorize to help me develop this new habit? You know, find scriptures, quotes. Um, it's a good time, they say, 30 days to create a new habit. It's a good time to pick up a book about the particular thing that you're wanting to learn and read a book on it um, to keep you motivated. And I guess the point here would be to make it fun, you know, that you have fun integrating the new habits. And then T is train consistently. You know, practice a habit until you see good progress. You know, when we take responsibility to choose our actions, we develop the ability to make things happen. And over time, new habits will become second nature, and then this can become part of our PLE. You know, what our mom always said, practice makes perfect. <laughs> right, right. I always like to remind people that, you know, a, a simple habit takes 21 days to uh, make, and then it's about 65 days, about three times that long to actually automate. automate. And then after there, it's anywhere from three to eight years until you probably won't ever think of it anymore. It takes a long time to actually lock them in. But I love that number one or the first character or the first quality of the word, the acronym maximizes is make things happen. Be a difference maker. I like how you make that really um, uh, an action, you know, we're a difference maker instead of just make things happen. Um, being a difference maker, I don't know. I just like the feel of that a lot. Being a difference maker. Yeah, I think okay, a lot of. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot. A lot of times we, you know, work on ourselves to do things for us. But I like the difference maker as well because it's you're in, you're you're adding new things to your life, and it's that's why it's leadership effectiveness because it has a good impact or outcome for someone else. I think of that quote by Charles Reed: "Sow a thought, reap an act; sow an act, reap a, reap mm -hmm. a habit." So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. Destiny. And to your point, it's the repeated 
um, tools that we have in our life that keep us on track that ultimately eight years down the road to where you're not even thinking about it, you know, any longer. You know, that's the goal is to, if we keep working on habits month by month, year by year, if we look back five years, we will have made some great strides in our character and in our yeah, leadership. For sure. Okay. In the acronym Maximizer, what's the A? Yes. Yeah, so part, again, this is, we have three um, components to the attitude principles. The second one is achieve personal significance. And so we live with a sense of destiny. Of destiny. We build healthy uh, self-concepts and optimizing our peg, which is our, our passions, our experiences, and our gifts. And that's, you know, when we know what those are, we're better able to reach our potential. It's amazing. Uh, we will take months to plan a vacation that lasts one week, but often we do not take the time needed to plan our life that lasts a lifetime. And I often see this when I'm talking with to women, you know, when, you know, we're busy being the servant and, and you know, working hard and doing all of these, these things that, Seldom do we take time to do that introspection um, that we need to to develop ourselves. So becoming an empowered individual means that you recognize at least three things about yourself. First of all, that you are unique. Second, you have a destiny to fulfill. And, and thirdly, you can make a difference. Wherever you're planted, wherever you are, in your work environment, in your home environment, in your community, you know, the, the point is, is that we're there to make a difference. So, oh. as I said, everyone has certain passions, experience, and gifts, and we call this a person's peg, so having that awareness. <laughs> you are the acronym queen, my dear. <laughs> I know. I think it's helpful to remember these things. Because when I'm going it along, does. I'm like, oh, what was that? <laughs> I hope it helps. I yeah, no, it's good to remember. It's good. That's good. Okay. What is the X? Okay, so X is um, Xing out the negatives. How can we embrace problems as positive opportunities? You know, have we ever had a bad day? No matter what you do, it seems like nothing will go right. You know, we've all had days like that. And this is the last of the attitude principles, and it deals with having the right attitude towards negative situations in our lives. Since negative things are bound to happen, the real issue for us is deciding on how are we going to deal with the unexpected things. And we can actually plan our responses when we embrace that, Embrace that. first of all, life is messy. People are, can be messy. Um, but we can plan our responses to be kind, thoughtful, to have wisdom. You know, if there's something that happens and we don't know what to do, you know, the word says that we can go and ask for wisdom. And I just also want to throw in there, you know, peace, having peace in the middle of the storm. You know, here in Florida, we have a very good visual of that every time we have a hurricane. It's, it's so beautiful because the, the storms rage, but then there's this time when the eye of the storm comes over and there's total calm. And sometimes even the sun comes out. So it's really quite nice. Um, and I often think of this when the storms of life are raging or circumstances happen that, that I don't expect. You know, I look to the calmer of the storm and that would be Christ. I look for how I can walk in peace through the storm. And so dealing with life's problems is not about asking why bad things happen to us. Instead, it's asking questions like, what can I learn from this? How can I use this challenge to grow? How can I better prepare myself in the future if I'm not happy about the way that I responded in a situation? You know, we all have times where we don't necessarily have the response in the moment that we would like to. But the person who's pursuing um, growing their character and behavior DNA takes time to stop and say, you know, I really didn't handle that well, you know, and, and have some alone time with that. Think about it, you know, pray about it. Ask what was the root of my reaction there and what could I have done differently? And it's kind of like even going back to the habit acrostic. What, what motivational scripture or quote could I memorize to help me to remember to maybe have a, you know, take a break or take a, a breath before I respond in a situation. Mm. You know, Ron Jensen, who actually wrote the Maximizer's Principles, says it's not that we struggle or face difficult times, but rather what we can learn through the process that will advance our goals in life. And I think that's really true. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that's, I think that's a, a huge missing piece. In fact, I, I'm working on a book right now on this very topic of this piece where we want to just get through all the hard times. We want to just rush through and get to the, you know, be perfect. 
I'm yes, doing yeah, the good stuff. Right? But, but we get the good <laughs> stuff through the journey. Yeah. Right, right. But this attitude, this attitude, I love the, I love the max attitude there. Uh, make things happen, be a difference maker, achieve personal significance, and X out the negative. Xing out the negative is really what I think of it is like, uh, like you say, the eye in the storm or soaring above it. It's still there. It's not like it goes away. But there's always the sun is always shining above the clouds. Always, <laughs> we know that this is true. So as long as uh, you know our elevation is correct in our spirit, uh, spiritual elevation with Christ, we can really survive these tough times uh, so much better and easier than without Him or when we are um, misguided in our belief that maybe he doesn't want us to ever have a storm in our life because that's just simply not scriptural. I want us to move along now to the belief section. So we covered the three um, acronym max for attitudes. Let's move on to beliefs and the acronym for the letter I. Yes. So our belief principles, um, you know, help us to clarify and live out our core beliefs. Um, So the goal for the belief principles would be to build a value system around foundational principles and act in accordance with them. Um, Internalizing right principles, learning to define your guiding principles and living in the light of them. C.S. Lewis once said, you know, you never know a line is crooked unless you have a straight line to put next to it. So this would be where, where we as individuals would, would actually get that plumb line for our life and have something that we can measure our life by to see whether or not we are living, you know, true to our value system or not. And then how do we make decisions between what we will do, what we won't do. Um, and you might you might ask yourself the question, why do we think this is important? You know, we all know people who have had regrets and never really let the, the purpose of their life be realized. You know, it's sad to me when that happens and at the end of our lives when we look back, what is it that you want to have, what you want to accomplish, and what is truly important to you? I think it's important to look ahead and look back on when, you know, at the end of our life, what do we want people to say about us? And, you know, just to be thoughtful about that. It's a hard question, you know, and when we take the, the time to define our ABCs, attitudes, beliefs, and commitments, and articulate these principles that guide us, and then we schedule the things that are important, we have the opportunity to live out our values and make a difference in the lives and the things that we are passionate about. And this is the way that uh, we can achieve authentic success in our lives. Um, if you want to see what guides you and what you value, conduct a one-week audit of your life by answering a few of these questions. Um, so for everyone, if you want to think about how do you spend your time? What motivates you to spend your time that way? How do you spend your money? Who are the people that you admire in your life and who inspires you? When you're alone, what do you think about? Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's the things that we tell ourselves that we need to bring captive, you know, and really think about the things that are really true to help us along the way. And try to articulate what's important to you. Are you guided by principles that give you a clear path forward? Or are you doing too much of a good thing or a bad thing? You know, sometimes that's part of the breaking habits. If we, you know, realize that we're not really maybe um, how we spend our free time. Are we, you know, relaxing and truly refreshing ourselves when we take a break? Or is our mind still on work and all the things that we need to do? It's important to really... Uh, be present in the different areas of our life. Uh, what values are reflected in your life right now? And what changes do you need to make to become more dependent on God or obedient to him and align uh, towards his plumb line or, you know, just having a, a value plumb line that you can work from? So many questions, I know, but I really believe this is a secret sauce to life to ask and then answer the questions and then, and then live by the, the answers that you come up with. Cool. Okay, so um, should we dive into the I? Sure. So um, that's part of internalizing right principles. You know that I was just talking about. You know, having okay, internalized. Okay. Right, having your value system established, um, being able to, you know, have those values that we hold dear. They should be seen in our actions and in our priorities. And the second part of the belief principles is marching to a mission, you know, that we 
passionately pursue our mission. It's interesting to me, and I and I talked to many many women over the years. They have been doing this probably for about 15 years, um, pretty regularly. That people who are in high levels of leadership or further along in life, uh, they haven't really taken the time to develop a mission statement, and so it's important to to write down um, the different components of a mission statement because it really helps. Um, you know, us to determine what are the actions that we are going to take and also who are we going to spend our time with. Uh, we can't say yes to everything, but every time we say yes, that means that literally we are saying to no to something else. So a mission statement helps us to say no to the right things and yes to the right things. Um, so a, a person's mission is a thing that they would do each and every day if they were not getting paid for it. Um, a person's greatest job in life will come from serving others, and that authentic place of mission and a sense of purpose within them, the things that they're skilled and really good at. Um, and the questions to ask is, do we have a clear picture of where we are going? Are we living with a sense of destiny and passion and excitement? And are our values that we just talked about internalizing, right, values sharp and clear in your mind so that as you are faced with different opportunities even that you can say, yes, this is a good opportunity or no, it's not because it doesn't align with certain things that I'm really um, called to do. So marching to a mission answers questions like, why do I exist? How is the world different because I exist? Where do I want to accomplish my mission? And what are the goals that I want to achieve? You know, even thinking about these questions can cause excitement to realize that you can actually create a mission or guidepost for your life that would help you stay on course to achieve great things and fulfill your destiny. Just think, each and every one of us have a special destiny to fulfill. It's pretty exciting. It is, and I, I just encourage you, if you have not done a mission uh, statement, if you don't know what yours is, there's good training. Uh, there's a training over at Marnie.com on that. Um, Kimberly, do you, got, do you offer a training on mission vision statements? Yes, part of this I do, but I have been through your mission statement training, and it's amazing. I love how you how you lead yours, and so, you know, there's many things out there, but I've gone through yours, and I loved it. So, yeah, and I just like when I started this um, this book project that I'm working on right now, I did a mission I did a mission and vision statement for the project itself. So it's not like you just do it for your life once and then you set it aside, and never think about it again. Uh, this is something that we can apply to everything that God's calling us to do to just make sure that we're very clear about what what the direction is. You know, we can just go chasing all over the place and not make much progress until we get real clear. And then all of a sudden, like you said, a mission is so great for helping us decide uh, what we should and shouldn't even consider doing. Oh, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're having a blast today here with Kimberly Hooper of TheVineSolution.com. We're going to take a short break and come back talk about the rest of the acronym maximizers and the uh, commitment section. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Are you ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPI or SPI stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and if you have not had the opportunity to go through the SPY program yet, you want to do that, available at Marnie.com, and I would love to share that amazing information with you. Our guest today is Kimberly Hooper. She's one of our speakers over at WomenSpeakers.com, as well as uh, an advisor, coach, trainer with Future Achievement International. Her website is Divine. Solution.com. Okay, Kimberly, before break, we got through M-A-X-I-M of Maximizers. So let's talk about the commitment, uh, the commitment part of the acronym. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so our commitment principles make, um, help us to make and keep significant commitments to ourselves and others. 
Um, the goal of the commitments principles are to recognize your talents and find ways to serve others by using them. So there's five commitment principles, the first of which is integrate all of life. You know, what that is saying is I keep all vital areas of my life in balance. Well, who can really say I have all areas of my life prioritized, integrated, and in balance? It is a balancing act because different things happen in our life that we don't expect. And so, um, you know, we need to be sensitive to the fact that, that we don't want to be or need to be a 10 in each of these particular areas where I'm going to be talking about in a minute. But what the, the priority is is to ensure that we are including each of these areas and that we're actually proactively scheduling time um, to spend in each of these areas. So we have seven primary areas of responsibility that are identified in the Maximizer Principles, and they are faith, family, fun, friends, finance, our firm or our career, and fitness. So life is dynamic and no one can operate a 10 in every area of life. But if we schedule our priorities with clear goals in mind, we can bring into focus the things that we do each day, each week, and each month. You know, we've heard the saying, if we never plan, we plan to fail. And so we need a plan to plan our priorities, either in a checklist or a calendar or a day timer. Whatever method works for you, I love the calendar where I have it all color-coded. I put a color for each one of these Fs, and at a weekly glance or a monthly glance, I can actually see, okay, how am I doing? How's the balance of, of where I want to focus? Let's say, um, let's say I want to focus a month friendship. I've been on a project, and I haven't been able to really have the time that I normally would have spent with a friend. Well, maybe that month I'm going to increase my connection with my friends, which means I may need to give up some other area. Uh, and maybe it would be my business. Maybe I don't work overtime for a period of time so that I can reconnect with my friends because my friends are really important to me. So that would be how, the, how you would utilize the calendar um, and checklist to make sure that you accomplish, you know, some of the goals that you want to accomplish. And really, it's, it's whatever method works for you. Um, I love calendars. I love Franklin Covey's um, tools that he has out there. Um, but I have friends who just give me a checklist so I can see what I need to do, you know. So what <laughs> the, the goal is is to have something that works for you. Yeah, it's always, it's always fun to have. I, lo I love checklists, too. You and me are, are soulmates there. Um, if, it's, if it's not written on my checklist that I get it done, I like to write it down and check it off just for fun. <laughs> sure. And I think that, you know, the import, uh, an important factor um, – action actioning things forward if you don't get it to it that day then to have a plan to move it forward you know if it's one of those i i do abc's you know on my priorities so if it's an a it's going to get done if i don't do it for that day i definitely need to keep it on my my grid um to make it happen if it's a c and it can it can float i don't really doesn't not going to add value or take away value if i don't do that so i do like to kind of prioritize my priorities, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's how I yeah, get no, it all no. done, Marnie. <laughs> no, I do too. I do too. In fact, over at Marnie.com, if you go under Stored More, there's you can access my free uh, to-do template because it is kind of a challenge. When you're juggling a lot of balls, you have to do this prioritization thing. If you don't, uh, what happens is you spend all your quality time on a real low-priority item just because it was there. And it, we do have to make these, these decisions. So I, I love that. And integrating it all of life together is so important to not, to not just focus 100%. And there are seasons. When you have a new baby, you're, you know, you're all consumed with the new baby. And when you have a new business, you're all consumed with the new business. Yeah, there are seasons like that. But, but on the long haul, it should be very balanced. And, you know, we've talked, Kimberly, you and I, about the wheel analogy. And I know you knew, use that too. And, what happens is if you have these seven things, or I use eight things that end the wheel, and if you've got if you've got some folks that are at ten, you know, just rocking it, really nailing it, and you've got other folks or sections of your wheel that are down at a two or a four, what happens is when you're going through like it, you're going through the thunk, the thunk, the thunk, as, as you're trying to pedal through life, you know, every, every time you get to the low part, it, it hurts, it's painful, and so it's just such a much happier and healthier way to live to have these areas balanced out. I love that. So what's the Z? Okay, so you're moving right along. Well, one of, can I mention one thing about yeah. um, when you take intentionality to maintain a balanced life, 
you know, it does bring harmony and a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. So I think, you know, let me give you an example of how the attitudes, beliefs, and commitments can, can work together. Let's say you're tracking along and you start to feel stressed or you start to feel discouraged and you start to, and you know, that hits us in our attitude, right? We know when we trigger something in our attitude or, you know, we just kind of st- get stopped in our tracks. That's the time to pull back and really go in and, and think about what am I doing here? And, you know, if we can keep harmony and a sense of well-being in, inside of us, you know, then we are going to we are going to be a lot more successful in the things that we commit to. So, um, I just wanted to mention just you know how do you how do you stop and then you know just kind of reevaluate what are the things that you need to focus. We either prioritize our schedule or our schedule will prioritize us. I know we've all had times like that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So the next the next principle is zero in on caring for people. And I think this is really one of the I mean, they're all important, but I think relationships are very important, you know, that we put others first and serve them. You know, having encouragement and giving encouragement is essential to overall health and productivity. Again, I'll quote Ron Johnson um excuse me, Jensen in his book, Achieving Authentic Success has a great acrostic using unity as a foundation for zero in and caring for people. And I really love this um, because it's basically um, uplift. It's the acrostic is unity. Again, my acrostic, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but, I love uh, it. U, U stands for uplift one another, complimenting, expressing confidence, comforting, and coaching. You know, being aware of not only, again, this is how other people you know, respond to us or are experiencing us, you know, when we're listening, are we really engaged in listening um, to express, you know, whatever that person needs? So uh, being able to encourage them. I think sometimes I'm a solutions person. So one of the things that I have to guard in, in as I zero in and caring for people is to not bring solutions to things too quickly um, or at all, you know, sometimes some people, they just need an ear to listen. And so just being aware that I'm here to serve you and I'm in this relationship, you know, to really uplift you and edify you. And, you know, it's a different spirit in, in approaching and in having the skill to be able to uplift one another. Need one another. Other. Others, the end is need one another. Others need you and you need others. You know, that we all, um, I guess, being vulnerable. Um, being authentic and um, sharing if you're having a hard day with your closest friends or your husband or someone that you can, you know, um, express that I need you in my life. Um, if I didn't have you in my life, it it, it would make a difference. Um, and then I is intimately relate to one another, connecting, clarifying, seeking to understand, um, seeking to be understood, part of the um, conflict resolution, having a good, um, conflict resolution plan in place if things happen. How? How? What is your plan for um, helping to work through that? Um, trusting one another. You know, believing the best. You know that we that when we look at people that we have an ABC for that too is accepting the person for who they are, believe the best, and casting off negatives. You know, so those are those are important as we learn to trust one another and then yield to one another. Um, I love Franklin Covey has some really good information on um, the third alternative. And it's two, when two people come together and share their experience and their skills in the workplace or even at home, you're sharing what you have, that you try not to be defensive or just want to push your thought, your idea, that there's really this unity where you're listening to gain this third perspective that together – um, is more, you know, so the command that we have been given as believers is to love God, love others, and love ourselves, having all those three components together and, you know, making sure that we're not loving others at the expense of ourselves, you know, that there's a balance with that. This is, um, to me, the true picture of unity, that we cannot do one without the other, um, and we are fulfilled when we walk, when we really walk in this unity. Cool. What's the E? is I cultivate my character and my behavior. So um, this is really energizing internally is, is the top root of our lives. It's the outward behavior flows from inward character. It's the power source. You know, where are you gaining your strength, your power? Um, it's 
what constitutes true integrity in a person. You know, do you find the energy and strength and resilience of character necessary to face the li- life's biggest challenges? Um, personality is what you are in public. Character is what you are in private. And are our external behaviors aligned with our internal life? You know, so in other words, are we expressing on the outside what's really going on on the inside? And that's part of just being authentic, living in, a, in authenticity. Um, when we're in alignment with our internal and external life, there's a force, a momentum that happens because we're living out what we believe and the things that we are passionate about. You know, we all love being around energetic and inspirational people. That's why I hang out with Marty. <laughs> and I love <laughs> what she brings to my life. Um, energizing internally will allow us to find the strength and resiliency necessary to do what we are called to do. I think that must be my favorite one. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it is. It's who you are at the very core, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay, what's the R? R is realigned rigorously. I keep adjusting to the needs. You know, we yeah. need to be able to face the difficulties of life and make mid-course corrections. If we go into a life thinking that it's going to be easy, uh, we're going to be disappointed because, as I said before, life is messy because we're in it, right? (laughs) We're in it, so life is messy. But life is a struggle, and it can be joy-filled if we commit to not waste time being distressed by struggles, but by putting our energy into making routine mid-course corrections, staying focused. And I don't know if I've said it enough through this, but the key word is intentionality. We can't be intentional if we haven't defined you know, what we believe, you know, knowing who we are at our core and being able to express that through um, our commitments and people that we, we spend time with. So it's almost like living on purpose with an open mind for time when we need to be flexible. It will help us to, to adjust quicker when, we, when things do not go as we plan. I love Kettering. He's an inventor. He says, virtually nothing comes out right the first time. Failures, repeated failures our finger post on the road to achievement. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful, and that's so true. I always like the Churchill one that says, you know, success is, is moving from failure to failure without any loss of enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> okay, what's uh, F, F is our last letter in the acronym maximizers. What does that stand for? Um, S is stay the course. You know, I will mm. never, ever, ever quit. You know, I love, you know, we, we stay the course with the things that we have. But I, I want to just uh, also put out there is who's on the journey with us. You know, there's people that we're staying on the course with as well. So um, when I think of never quitting, two words come to mind, courage and endurance. Having the courage to bear up under hardship and, hardship and endurance to finish the race. Um, all goals are worthy of achieving all goals worthy of achieving take time. They take focus and they take intentionality. And we need to take positive action to create a strategy for success and avoid behaviors that can derail our charted path. And again, we can see how thinking, planning, defining helps us to stay on that path. When we articulate our values and mission, we are better able to stay on course to move past obstacles. We're better able to experience joy in the journey and live a life. And then in the end, we can hear the words of our Father in Heaven say, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, I believe individual success is based on the way that we manage our overall personal leadership effectiveness, which will only be as good as the principles that we build in our life and thereby succeed as we are meant to or ignore them and fail without ever knowing why. And we don't know why because we haven't taken the time to define it. You know, so this is, this is why this is so important. So integrating this PLE method, methodology, taking the maximizers acrostic, learning what these different components are, um, gives a framework in, uh, in our life to allow us to lead a balanced, fulfilled, and again, I don't want to, that balance word in light of how we, we defined it, fulfilled and productive and a significant life, which brings true authentic success in all of the areas of life. (laughs) And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Maximizers acronym from Kimberly Hooper. We're going to take a short break, come right back and talk about the ABCs of successful living, how to develop a winning attitude and more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. It's fun to have you with us this afternoon talking about equipping, empowering, and engaging women to grow in personal leadership effectiveness with our guest, Kimberly Hooper. Kim, we've talked about a couple ABC acronyms. So what are the ABCs of Successful Living? The ABCs of Successful Living is the um, living in light of your attitudes, your beliefs, and your commitments. So if you have, you know, a good attitude, you know who you are, you are ready to uh, be proactive in your life, take responsibility for your life, and then you you go through life with an, an optimism because you're actually doing what your your purpose and plan um, is. And then your beliefs are um, just having a self awareness of what it, what is your core value, what's at the base of your core values, and and deciding um, based on those core values, your gifts, um, your experiences, how you want to apply that to your life. And then your attitudes and beliefs basically frame what the types of things that you're going to commit to, the people that you're going to surround yourself with, um, and then the activity, yeah, the activities that you're going to you do in work and in your in your personal life. So what is, I, I what is this? Go ahead. What did you call it? No, I was going to call it. Um, just let you know that that at the end, after you go through everything, you kind of study these different components. You know, we call this the PLE lifetime operation system. You know, and this operation system, as you can imagine, after you've spent all these times answering the questions and integrating this into your life, it really equips you with the GPS for your life. Um, I just also want to say it's easy in theory, but it does require a lot of discipline and accountability and focus and persistence to get results. Again, if you get up on a bike and you're you're learning to ride, if you if you never fall down or you never keep practicing, you're not going to get the the skill set of developing your character and your behavior um, without this practice and intentionality. So that it does take um, in being very intentional, taking time to focus on, and it could be. Uh, maybe over a period of a year, you take one principle and just integrate that principle into your life in a year because effectively, here I am 12 years later after integrating these principles in my life, I've had lots of practice and I can look back at where I started and where I now am. And let me just say the, the hundreds of people who have gone through the same process and how far they they have come in really living their authentic life because they're making choices based on who they are and really understanding what they're called to do. Kind of comes down to core beliefs. How do you, what's the process for clarifying and living out our core beliefs? Well, I think first of all, um, having it's pretty simple uh, way to get to your core beliefs. Um, I have a worksheet that I can make available, or I'm sure that you may have that as well is where you actually, uh, there's hundreds of words of, co- of core values, and you just choose what are, the, what are the top 20 that really speak to you, that you can see yourself in um, organization, is a, is a value, responsibility, um, you know, just choosing some of those words and then getting down to your, your top three to five. Um, and I would even say three, what is the core value of, of what you're really passionate about? You know, I have a friend who her family is one of her core values, and you can see it demonstrated in her life because if she has a choice to do something and uh, it's taking her away from her family, she'll say no. You know, so um, a core value should be seen in your actions. Um, people who say, for example, um, I've seen this where people say, you know, my family is the most important thing to me. However, when I looked at their actions, and this is part of life coaching, when you look at their actions, they're working all these hours at work and their family is kind of giving the leftovers. And so some of the adjustment was for that person to realize that their core value was their family and 
providing financially for the family is not the only component for being there with your family, ensuring that you spend time to have dinners together with your family, with your children, and, you know, having recreation time. That would be where you could, where living out your core value is evidence in your life. Just, uh, just mm-hmm. one example. Mm-hmm. Cool. How do you, um, you, you had some insight for us on how to make and keep commitments that we've made to ourselves but also to other people. Well, again, going back to the definition of your, um, you know, your core values, the people in your life, what's important to you, you know, basically get it in your calendar. Uh, be proactive with your planning. And, you know, so when you make those commitments, um, you're putting definition. Again, when I, when I said earlier, you know, the things that we say yes to, um, we commit to. The things that we say no to, um, you know, perhaps some of those things that we're saying no to, we should be saying yes to, but because we've said yes to all of these other opportunities that may not be in alignment with what we should be saying yes to, um, you know, can, can impact the things that we commit to. So th- it's really valuable to take the time to actually think through, you know, um, let me give you an example because I think examples are so <laughs> much easier to understand. Let's say um, the, the church that you're going to needs some, there's always a need in the children's area. And, and yet you are not necessarily, you know, wired or, your calling is not necessarily to to the children's ministry, um, but you want to serve in the food pantry. That's something that you're really called to do. So as you define some of those things, it just helps you to not feel guilty about the things that you're saying no to because you then have a framework for that decision-making to say that this is aligned. You know, once you have um, your core values established, you can even have that framework. Does this meet? you know, my mission statement. Does this meet, you know, the things that I'm that I'm passionate about and caring about? And it can sound very self centered. It's it, it's not because you're basically living out the way that you were designed um to bring the greatest impact. And we all know when we're doing things that we love, um, we don't begrudge it, right? We actually I could work, you know, a twelve hour day and if I'm out there doing something that I love, I have the energy for it. You know, if I'm doing something that I'm just filling a spot, it, it's a little bit more difficult. So that's, you know, a little bit of insight to how we can know. If we're not feeling happy and fulfilled and fulfilling a calling in what we're doing, then we might want to take a look at it and reevaluate. Is it something that I should be doing? And if not, then what, what could I be filling that time with? Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing we wanted to address here, and we just have a few minutes left in the hour. It's gone so fast. But the power and process of developing common vision. So this, I assume, is um, with your partner as well as possibly a ministry team or a staff. Uh, what What is it that you have to share with us about this? Yeah, so developing a common vision um, is having, I would say, the same language. When we when we walk together with, let's say that we we were – um, you know, because we, we teach this in churches and we teach it in, in businesses. And, you know, if there's a common language where people kind of understand these maximizers principles and we're implementing them in our life together with a group of people, obviously there's a common language and understanding. And hopefully, you know, with these key areas that we've, t- we've discussed and we've grown and we're all growing in, let's say, zeroing and caring for people and we're all seeking for unity, we're going to approach our work um, a little bit differently. We're going to have some tools and skills to be able to navigate our families and our children. So that's, <clears throat> that's kind of, pardon me, um, you know, just in developing a common vision, a common language, um, you know, for life. And so that's, you know, basically that. <laughs> I was thinking too with um, when you're developing relationships around you to just one of I, one of the things I wrote down was uh, permissions, and I use permissions in relationships so that I don't overstep. So people will come and they'll want to volunteer doing something or they'll want to come on the t- staff or whatever, and we have to not assume that they want to just sell their soul to the vision that you. <laughs> 
that up front. And it kind of tread a little softly because, you know, you don't really know you don't really know everything about them or where they're coming from. And so I use a system. It's just not a system. It's just, it's just um, a way that I think about it is to just use permission based, permission based conversation where I don't intrude on areas of their life where they haven't given me permission to step into. I don't give advice they haven't asked for. And what this allows to happen then is that they're able to take time to see where I'm going, where the ship is going and decide, you know, if they're all the way on, if they're going to just kind of do a nice send-off or, you know, what their role is really going to be with the vision that you've got going. Um, And I think I want to go back for just a minute then to the core beliefs too because, or rather the keeping commitments is the other one that I was thinking of because I've seen this, I've seen this in people that I know where um, if they, if it, if it, if what they have committed to do doesn't align with who they are, they really can't even get themselves to do it. I mean, that's how, that, that's kind of an extreme, but it is such a, it's such a basic and easy thing to think about is that uh, how to make commitments to keep them is to just ask, does this align with who I am and what I'm on earth to do? And of course there's exceptions to everything, you know, we can, we can no, stop I think that that's that's an excellent point. And I think that when people are struggling to maybe look at, you know, um, they're not a bad person. It just may not be in alignment. And, you know, so I think you're absolutely correct there. I think yeah, that's, what we, you know, for, that's what we do with companies is we, um, we ask the, the hiring manager can ask the person, you know, what, you know, what are the kind of things that you value so that they can see, are they the types of things that align with their core, you know, business mission statement and value statement to see if they're a good fit. So it, it is a good way for hiring and, um, and actually bringing people on your ministry team. Yeah, for sure. And before we run out of time here, I do want to invite you guys to go over and visit Kimberly's website at the Vine solution.com um, the PLE factor is there the merit profile reports the certifications are there you're going to find all kinds of really great stuff there's a merit profile that you can take with Kimberly it's actually it's actually something you take online and then uh, your coaching session afterward I've taken it it's really powerful and helpful uh, Kimberly what you know if you just have like one minute what is a what is a thought that you want to leave with us oh that's a really good question um you know, I just think that to start where you are, I think that that we can all grow um, to be what we've been designed to be, uh, to be conscious, to um, celebrate one another, encourage one another, um, that we would uh, champion one another um, as women and men, and um, yeah, just that we could all grow to achieve you know, our own personal leadership effectiveness that can make a difference in, you know, our personal lives, our family, our community. And, you know, I'm a true believer of affecting society one life at a time. And, um, you know, we have never before in our culture had a greater need for um, character and, you know, solid foundations for which to stand and to live our lives. Mm, That's great. Do you have a theme verse for life? Oh yes, um, abide in the vine. You know, I mean, my my the vine solutions is all about abide in and abide in me and and let my words abide in you, and I will bring forth much fruit. You know, the fruit that He brings us is through abiding in Him. It's not even me; it's His fruit. I'm just connected. So I love that whole uh, vine. Um, <laughs> I remember the geez. first time that I ever heard the ever heard somebody say, "You know, you're not." You're not really the fruit bearer, like you're supposed to bear a bunch of fruit. You're like a you're like a branch, and the fruit just comes out, and you just ha- it hangs there on you. You bear it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a it's such a happy place compared to struggling and fighting off, to make fruit, right? <laughs> it does. We just need to abide and learn and be be good That's stewards right. and and good learners. Oh, well, it's been such a delight to have you here, sweet girl, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much. I enjoyed sharing with you today. 
And thank you guys for being here. It's just always such a delight to share this hour with you live on Wednesday afternoons at Blog Talk Radio as well as those of you who listen to the archive, share us around the web and the syndicates. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. I'm Marnie's friend. Bye-bye.